I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Hey there, welcome back to Practical Stoicism. This is the last meditation of book two before I take my little vacation. During that time, I will be creating a paperback companion version of this podcast for those of you who might like to purchase that and have my words not just in audio form but in written form. Essentially, it will be exactly the same as the podcast with a few additional thoughts that I can better express in writing than I can in words. So be on the lookout for that after summer sometime in the fall, probably. And I would like to remind you, as is tradition, that you can support this podcast and get an ad-free, preamble-free version that gives you access to both a listener community and an AMA function where you can submit questions to me privately and I can give you private answers in response. You can do that by going to stoicism.supercast.com and signing up to become a premium subscriber. Another benefit of this is that those episodes, since they don't have the ads and they don't have the preambles, just jump right into the content. And so if you're somebody who wants to re-listen and re-listen and re-listen to these without having to listen to the entire podcast episode, that is a great way to do it. If you'd rather not be on the hook for six bucks a month to support this show in that way, well, then you can support it by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Podchaser.com. And I would appreciate it if you did so. Really, I speak into this mic, and unless people let me know they like it, I have to assume everyone does and no improvements need to be made. Or maybe in the worst case scenario, I have to assume that nobody listens, which is sad and makes me want to cry. Not really, but it does bum me out a little bit. I like those reviews, so if you haven't left one, please do. I love reading them. Anyway, to today's meditation, the final episode of Season 1, the 17th meditation of Book 2, here it is. Of human life, the time is a point, and the substance is in a flux, and the perception is dull, and the composition of the whole body subject to putrefaction, and the soul a whirl, and fortune hard to divine, and fame a thing devoid of judgment, and to say all in a word, everything which belongs to the body is a stream, and what belongs to the soul is a dream and vapor, and life is a warfare and a stranger's sojourn, and after, fame is oblivion. What then is that which is able to conduct a man, one thing and only one, philosophy? 
but this consists in keeping the daemon within man free from violence and unharmed, superior to pains and pleasures, doing nothing without purpose, nor yet falsely and with hypocrisy, not feeling the need of another man's doing or not doing anything, and besides accepting all that happens and all that is allotted as coming from thence, wherever it is, from whence he himself came, and, finally, waiting for death with a cheerful mind, as being nothing else than a dissolution of the elements of which every living being is compounded. But if there is no harm to the elements themselves in each continually changing into another, why should a man have any apprehension about the change and dissolution of all the elements? For it is according to nature, and nothing is evil which is according to nature. I think it's important to remember that, though I do find a lot of value in this closing meditation from him, Marcus is on a battlefield for the entirety of Book 2. He's seeing things that are grim. He's seeing death and violence and unnatural struggle. He's seeing all of that as he writes. It's also worth noting that the Romans and Marcus were almost overwhelmed and defeated by the Quadi. And while this isn't a history podcast, it's worth noting that philosopher king or not, Marcus would have been both under extreme stress and duress during this time. I think, and this is just me opining, of course, that's why we see the meditations move from rather lighthearted at the outset to somewhat more pessimistic and dark in tone or curt in tone as we move through book two. That said, let's look at what Marcus is telling us in the closing words of this book. They may be rather grim, but they are also rather correct. Speaking in what I consider to be curt language at the outset, Marcus gives us this kind of bullet-pointed list of human life. It is momentary, it is changeable and subject to the winds of chaos, its perception is poor, and our bodies are in a constant state of decaying, our souls are wild and uncontrolled, flitting here and there, doing whatever they want as we allow them to take control, our fortune, good or bad, is unknowable, and our ability to achieve any sort of lasting fame or legacy is uncertain. Is he wrong about any of this? I don't think so. I think he's as close to absolutely correct as one can get. Our lives are momentary in the grand scheme of time. At that scale, our lives are shorter than the blink of an eye. But we forget that because we're busy being human, busy being focused on all the things we humans focus on. Marcus is reminding us that perhaps we should remember how little time we have. He's also reminding us that there are things we cannot control, that we are subject to things outside of our control messing up our plans. We think we're getting married next month but our soon-to-be spouse is in a terrible accident a week before the wedding and dies. Terrible things like that, sure, but also red lights when we're in a hurry, and bad weather when we've planned a picnic. We've got to keep our heads in moments like these. We cannot allow our emotions to send us into a tailspin, causing us to voluntarily give up control of the things we do have power and influence over, our decisions and our behaviors. And lastly, and I love this, as you might imagine. What can guide us through a life that is so absolutely wild and untamed? Philosophy, of course. Choose your flavor. It doesn't need to be Stoicism, though Marcus would have thought most highly of his particular chosen philosophy, to be sure. But any set of rules and guidelines which instruct you on how to act and behave during your life, 
so that you can stay focused, stay useful, and stay in alignment with your personal values are providing you with an incredibly important foundation for life and living. And I bet if we pressed him, Marcus would have agreed with that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. If you enjoyed it, if you learned something from it, consider leaving a review of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Podchaser.com. Again, if you'd like to get rid of ads and if you'd like to support the show, you can become a premium subscriber by going to stoicism.supercast.com and any support you can give, I would greatly appreciate. Thank you again for listening and until next time, take care. Take care.